Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaletti, with a very special guest. This is David Meeson, and David is the founder and owner of Meeson Consulting, and he's a dating and relationship coach for men. He has helped men from 24, I think it's now 25 different countries, find and attract the right woman and partner. Over the past years, he has helped countless men improve their communication skills, increase their confidence, and find a girlfriend or life partner David, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. Just so everybody knows, it's 2.30 in the morning where David is right now, and he was <laughs> nice enough to stay awake. Apparently, you're still on a regular sleep schedule, which blows my mind, but uh, I'm glad you're joining us even though it's in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. So let's kick things off, David. If you want to just give a little background of this relationship, coach and expert. How did you get here? What was your upbringing? Did you date a lot of women growing up? And how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so I was terrible at it. I was the biggest quote unquote beta male, as they say, you could, you could imagine, right? I was, long, long story short, my parents didn't have the happiest marriage because they just weren't right for each other. There was a huge lack of compatibility. I never had a role model when it came to meeting women. So I ended up in a marriage that really wasn't right for me. And going through that was very, very difficult. And then eventually that ended as well. And But I was working for a big tech company in Dublin at the time. And I believe life gives you chances. Right? A lot of people ignore the beautiful chances life gives you. Um, but like, so for example, one of the chances that I got was I was working in a tech company, deeply unhappy in that relationship. And then there's somebody who started right at the same time, was a bit of an unofficial dating expert. He's been in the dating scene for like eight or 10 years at that stage. So it was a really cool thing. We went for a team meeting in a pub in Ireland and just our team, 12 people or something, and then the rest of the pub, right? Doing a normal thing. And I see this guy, he just walks up to two girls, gets a number and comes back. And I was like, what, what just happened? Because I didn't have a frame of reference. I was like, what is going on here? Because for me, there was always this invisible wall when it came to meeting women. It's like, and I was a confident dude in general. I trained martial arts, taught karate at my university. I was extroverted. 80% of my clients are introverted, but I was very extroverted. But for me, there was always this invisible wall. I was like, yeah, I, excuses in my head. I could if I really wanted to. But really, I was just, there was something, you know, it's would versus could. And he just walks right through, gets a number, comes back. And I was like, okay, this guy has to become my friend. So he became my best friend, became a mentor. I eventually ended the marriage, which was one of the hardest things I did. But then I started going out with him. And yeah, he started teaching me and I got into it. And then I remember after around like four weeks or so of going out with him, I'm talking to the Spanish girl in a club in Dublin. And I was still a little bit socially, um, I don't want to use the R word. Uh, I was socially impaired so to speak okay when it came to speaking with women because after like 15 minutes of me talking to her she goes so are you gonna kiss me or what 
And I was like, uh, okay, I guess. So we started making out. And that night I walked home. We have a big river in Dublin called the Liffey that divides the city into north and south. I was listening to Imagine Dragons, my favorite band, by the way. And I had an absolute fire. Really great, right? Really yes, good love Imagine Dragons. Yeah, yes. yeah man, they're really good. Man, I went for a quick side note. I went for a run today, like in Bavaria. It's beautiful and like like bleeding out and like whatever it takes. I like really, really good workout songs, right? Absolutely. So, love them both. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I was walking home thinking about that kiss and I just had a firework in my brain because this was one of the most amazing moments of my life because if you live with a limitation, I'm ginger, you know, and I, I just <laughs> guess I was doomed. I was doomed for loneliness. I was like, women, that's not me. I'll guess I'll be the nice guy. I'll focus on martial arts or whatever, right? And I realized, I think for us as men, there's two things to conquer. There's the career, mission, business side, and then there's the women. There's health and there's relationships. That's definitely something and it's definitely a challenge. But the two big ones that really get us excited is this whole dating, dating thing, which eventually transitions into a relationship and family for most people, and this career business thing. And I think whenever we make progress in that area, something in our brain tells us you're on a good path, keep going. So you get, so you lock in and then something got rewired in our brain. I was like, okay, it's actually possible. I can actually change something. So from that point on, a crazy journey started, got an insane amount of personal experiences with women from all around the world, started learning from people in the personal development industry. Well, I've been in the personal development way before, people in the dating industry, relationship experts, neuroscientists, people who are psychologists, psychotherapists, anybody and everybody who could teach something on the subject matter. Then I started the business in Ireland because I realized this is, let's turn this passion into a business, you know? And um, then eventually with social media, now we've helped men from, as I said, like 25 different countries. And to me, I really, really, really care about it. One, because it's a fun thing to do, right? It's a really, really, dating is a cool thing, right? You can imagine like the locker room conversations you have, but it's also very meaningful because a lot of men, they, I, I suffered a ton in the relationship with my ex-wife because it was a huge lack of compatibility, um, not because she was a bad person as such. It was, there were some difficult traits about her. She'd probably say the same thing about me, but it was mainly a lack of compatibility. But then when you're trapped in that relationship and you feel like I need to be with that person because I'm afraid of losing her and I don't have options, you see, we don't need to go into it, but you see what happened with Will Smith and Johnny Depp. And there's a lot of, if you don't figure this out, and I'm not one of those guys who there's a couple of people in the industry who are very much against women. Women are the enemy, just pro men against women. That's on me. Because I was like, whenever you're against a entire group of people, there's something wrong in your thinking. You know, you can recognize tendencies within groups, but whenever you're against an entire group of people, I think that's just, you're confused, you know? So if you're against women in general, yeah, you've been burned, but that shouldn't be your approach. So it's, it's very much like I focus on men, but it's a win-win, right? If men get their get their stuff right, then women benefit from that because they'll know how to position themselves better in the relationship. Uh, sorry if that was a bit too long. <laughs> no, that was a perfect background. I mean, you led into where you are today. And I, I think that's amazing. I, you have me curious, David, about a few things. The first one is, do you think every man is meant for a relationship or what I mean by that is, do you think anybody is actually happier single or is that something they just tell themselves because they haven't found somebody they can connect with or maybe don't have the confidence to get out there? So it's a really good question. I think most people who believe that just tell themselves that because they don't have the skill set. They haven't developed the skill set of being able to attract the right kind of women. That being said, I genuinely think that I don't know if it's 1% or 5% or 0.5%, something like that a small percentage of men 
are probably better off being single forever just because that's how they're wired, you know? And I don't know, like Gary Vee always talks about self-awareness, you know, which is huge. But the thing is, again, your intuition may sometimes also be misguided because a lot of men are like, oh, my intuition tells me I love her. She's the one. No, you have only had two dates in the last six months. You're absolutely deprived of female attention. That's why you believe that. You're absolutely and utterly confused. So self-awareness is a tricky one, you know? It's like, I believe most 95% of men, their ultimate source of happiness is going to be a meaningful long-term relationship, but there's some who are probably better off single. That's a really good point. I mean, I, I love how you put that. And I also, when you said deprived of female attention, you have me thinking as well, how about somebody who maybe they are a high school sweetheart, they've never dated anyone else in their life and you know they're getting married, et cetera. Do you think people can find that person that young? Or as you said, is it better to date other women and see sort of what else is out there? So uh, do you know Elliot Hulse? I don't think so. Elliot Hulse is a huge guy in the personal development industry and he got into strength and fitness. Amazing guy, right? Then teaches bioenergetics. Met him in Amsterdam many years ago. Really, really awesome dude, right? So he met his high school sweetheart and he married her, right? Colleen. They've been together forever, I believe. And they seem happy, right? So as much as we can judge from the outside, it was like, for them, that's probably cool. I think most of the time, that's not the case. Now, Elliot is a very special kind of guy, right? Every, people check him out. Amazing guy. Very special, you know? Um for most people, I don't think that's that's a good thing to do at all. For most men, that's absolutely delusion because you have no idea what you want. You have no experience, right? It doesn't mean you need to be dating like crazy for many, 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 many years, but you need to get some experience. How do you figure out what you want from a relationship? Partially reflection, partially experience. That's life. Partially reflection, partially experience. Experience comes first, then you reflect. For most people, that's, that's a, rep a recipe for disaster. For very few people, that can work, I believe. I like that. And I agree with you. Regarding just men in general and dating, what are some mistakes men may make while they're dating or, or while they're on a date? Are there some tips that you can give like no-nos that we should be avoiding when we're on a date? I have countless. This is not a political statement that I'm about to make. It's very much about human interactions. I'm not political either way, but like a lot of people are way too politically correct. A lot of men are way too politically correct which means they filter themselves. They're not honest. And a lot of men, they're very, very kind, but kind in a nice way, where it's fake, where it's agreeable, where they're trying to please her. The less options we have, the more we do that. But you have to understand that that's not what she wants. She wants a man. And while there's many, an infinite amount of variations of being a man, there's also a couple of universal traits. And being too agreeable kills attraction, like very few other things. Disagreeing, like a very technical piece of advice, that everybody should implement is disagree, even just disagree, not for the sake of disagreeing. Not if she says something and she's like, oh, I like baseball. You actually like baseball. And you're like, I don't like baseball because I was told to disagree. You know, <laughs> Not like that. But if you genuinely disagree, disagree. And a lot of guys are like, well, actually, for example, they don't care about cooking. And then she says, oh, I really, really like cooking. And then they're like, oh, yeah, actually, uh, no, I like cooking as well, you know? <laughs> It's like, no, no, that's complete nonsense. Just voice your opinion, right? Being politically correct is ridiculous. So remove your filters. You have to become honest and effective in your communication. I'm not saying honest from a moral high ground perspective, but just because it works. You know, if you need to lie to a woman for her to have intimacy with you, if you need to lie to a woman to get into a relationship with her, you're confused. You haven't developed the skill set. Radical honesty, 
you basically become Moses and you part in the Red Sea. <laughs> Most men communicate like lukewarm water. Lukewarm water is, you know, eh, it just exists. It's kind of like meh. We're not excited about it. Nobody wants to have a bath in lukewarm water. Lukewarm water is just kind of there, right? What you want to do is you want to be like Moses part in the Red Sea, where after an hour, she either hates you or she loves you. Not because you insulted her, not because you were disrespectful, but you were because you were so provocatively yourself that a lot of the things clicked. The mainstream always talks about, oh, just be yourself. They have no idea what they mean by that, right? They don't, haven't understood the idea of radical honesty because I can be very honest, but not effective. So I could walk up to a woman in Starbucks or in Whole Foods and say, you're really attractive. I'd like to have intimacy with you, you know? And then she might go, uh, that's probably not going to work. You know, no, thank you very much. You're, you're a weirdo. <laughs> so I can say the same thing, honestly, ineffectively or honestly and effectively. So you need to become more effective. But one of the biggest things guys got to stop doing is remove your filters from your communication. Stop being afraid of losing her. You have to show her at the same time that you want her, but that you don't need her, right? She has to get that message on the date. You want her, but you don't need her. That's the message she has to get. Like, and you can be kind. You can be super nice. You like in one of the last videos that's on YouTube, the like the waterfall video, right? The 24 minute video. I talk about this idea of like, can we even be nice? Yes, you absolutely can be nice, but you have to give her opportunities to invest. You have to set boundaries as well because they keep your value high. Because we as men always think, oh, if she doesn't like me, I just gotta love her more. I gotta invest more. No, the opposite. You give her opportunities to invest, you set boundaries, and then she's actually gonna get excited about you because as we know, we only value what we invest in. Oh, that's so true. This is so good. I'm like, I'm glad you stayed awake, my friend. I'm getting juiced up over here now. I'm excited. Okay, so God, you have me thinking of so many different things. Let me throw let me throw something out here at you. So when you said the coffee shop thing, going up to a woman and saying, you know, I just think you're beautiful, attractive. What are your thoughts on in this world of dating apps? And I, I want to ask you about that too. Can you still meet a woman in person? And does the whole idea of going up to a random woman in a coffee shop saying, I think you're, you know, you're beautiful. And then trying to have a conversation. Does that still work? Does old school still work? Yeah, I wouldn't use the word beautiful because walking up to a beautiful woman and telling her she's beautiful, she knows she's beautiful, you know, is not the best opener. And I'm not saying the opener, the opener is really not the most important thing. It's really more what happens after. I would say you're cute. I like your eyes. I like your hair. Pick something specific. Don't just tell her she's beautiful. She gets that all the time. She has 250 guys trying to hit her up all the time, <laughs> you know, like be that across Instagram or whatever. So telling her she's beautiful, she's like, yeah, I know, bro. What do you want from me? You know? <laughs> so, but like walk, but walking up and like absolute approaching hundred percent. A lot of people are like worried about it. If you're a respectful guy and if she's not interested in you, if you respect her space immediately and you leave her the F alone straight away, <laughs> it's not going to be a problem. Right. Now, you want to be respectful. The cool thing is what a lot of people don't realize is not all, but a lot of women will actually, when they reject you, they'll, and you'll get plenty of rejections, make no mistake about it, but they'll actually tell you, but thank you so much for coming over. That really made my day. You know, while they reject you, they'll tell you that, which is really cool because, look, women don't spend an hour in the bathroom, even just like they spend probably like half an hour in the bathroom even before they go shopping. Why? Because it would be such a such a tragedy for a high value man or like a great man, as they used to say, to come and introduce himself to get a compliment. That would be such a tragedy. No, they like that. Now, some don't. And if they are uncomfortable, you respect them immediately and you leave them alone. That's not the idea. But you make an offer. It's only ever an offer. You now you want to communicate just in business. You want to communicate the offer in the most compelling way. But you got to do it 100 percent. Like I teach online because online works and everybody should like do online also. But real life there's a lot of growth that comes from that, you know, 100%. Well, that's, I'm glad it was a perfect lead in because I was going to ask you exactly 
who, because I'm sure there's a lot of men listening to this and if they're single or they're looking, what's the best client for you? And can you describe exactly what you help men do? And then the people that are listening can decide if, you know, if they can reach out to you and maybe you can help them out. Yeah, sure. So like I really help men want to find a meaningful long-term relationship, right? Very transparent. Dating is the process. It's not going to happen from today to tomorrow. You're not going to meet one girl, going to jump in the relationship. I keep men out of the wrong relationships. That's inefficiently more so my job probably. But like the kind of clients that I really like working with or the most of the clients that I work with is our men who are, they have good careers. They are business owners. They're already doing very well for themselves. Um, and they, they're confident and things are going well for them in most areas of their life but they haven't figured this dating thing out because communication is context dependent. You can be confident in all areas and this area just doesn't translate because confidence is largely dependent on competence, right? If you have a skill set, you're confident. If you lack a skill set, you're not that confident, you know? And so that's what I help them with. I help them change the communication, the clarity, the confidence. They learn the dynamics, they learn the attraction building principles. That's over X amount of months. Some people like to do that in group coaching format. Some people who have a lot more money can do that in one-on-one. I like people who take action. I don't like excuse makers, right? As you, you know yourself, like you're somebody who takes action, you know, most of all, like the best thing is with people who just take action. They, they, they're, they have their own thing. They have their own critical thinking and then that's great, but they're not afraid to take action. You know, everybody has mindset problems that stop them from taking action. As you know, we can resolve them, but you have to be an action taker, not an excuse maker because that's just not enjoyable. You know, I do know. And I'm glad that, you said that because I'm an action guy as much as possible, and clearly you are the exact same. So I, I, pr- I saw you ran. You ran for you ran for an hour and nine minutes today, didn't you? I saw that <laughs> on the Instagram story. You went for a jog. Yeah, I did. I did go for a jog. Yeah, it, but I will say this: I'm not staying up until two thirty in the morning tonight. So you're on another level over there, okay. David. <laughs> okay, couple more, and then I know you got to run soon. I'm sure a lot of the men are thinking about this right now. I know that I'm thinking about it. Do you have comments on sex? And is there, do you teach something as far as how many dates before it gets intimate? And, you know, I don't want to get too in depth into it, but do you have any generic comments on the intimacy and how yeah. soon or not soon that should happen? Yeah. So I be careful with how I phrase this. But basically, there's a usually, if you don't have strong religious beliefs where you don't have sex before marriage, because some people have had clients like that, very few, but like, like I've had that as well. If you're like, like an average dude where you had sex before, or at least you're trying, you know, usually sex happens at around between date one, two, or three. You know, it absolutely doesn't have to be on date one, it can be. It doesn't have to be on day two, it can be. Usually it happens on day three. Sometimes it takes a little longer. It gets a bit unusual if it takes longer. No problem if it is. And it's never about pressuring or anything. It's just like, that's usually how long it would take. But the interesting thing with that is you should make that offer and then see if she's comfortable enough with that, right? But whether she's comfortable or not, that she's the one who makes that decision. But it, you can also create a sense of comfort by being effective and playful and building attraction, but also by being vulnerable. You create a degree of comfort, you know, that increases the probability that she'll feel comfortable to do that with you, you know, and eventually in the end, she's going to decide that. But that's usually around for most people. It happens between date one, two or three, most of the time, two or three. Oh, that's good to know. But then if it takes longer for some, that's fine as well. No, I, I appreciate how your honesty and how you said that, because I, I was very curious to see how, how you were going to answer that question. 
All right, last one, and then we'll get into the the final three here. So you and I, as we were talking about before we started recording, you were we've both been divorced. I'm sure there's people on this call that have broken up with somebody. Maybe it's a long term relationship. Maybe a divorce. How does a man know when they are ready to get into another relationship? When you want to. That's the biggest one. When you genuinely feel like you want to. Now, some men. They're going to think they want to because they want to jump from one failed relationship to the next. And then you just rationally got to discipline yourself to not make the same stupid mistake again. And then you just can say, no, I will get experience first. Okay. Because evidently I have no idea what I'm doing. So sometimes you got to rationally discipline yourself. It doesn't mean you need to be dating forever, right? Most people, they don't want to be dating forever. They want to get some experience, but eventually they want a relationship. So most importantly, do whatever you want, but also don't be stupid. If you just messed one up, not because you messed it up and you should feel guilty about it, but simply because you were in a relationship with somebody where there was a huge lack of compatibility because you didn't know how to attract the right one. Get experience first. Just go out there. You know, learn, learn, get out there and then get into it. But mainly it's, it's a combination of the head and the heart, I believe. It has to make rational sense, but it has to be a combination, the mind and the body, right? It has to feel good intuitively, but it also has to make logical sense. And sometimes you need external input, my friends or other people. Uh, to, to nudge you in the right way, you know? Yeah, I, I do know. And I love how you said that was such a simple and powerful answer when you want to, like when you want to. And I didn't know if there's some people that are, if they jump from relationship to relationship, do they need to sort of love themselves a little bit better before they jump into the next one? That's a good question. That's a, this love yourself thing is a little bit like loving yourself is like this ultimately super important, but it's completely misunderstood. It's like, oh, I guess I got to work on myself go and do some approaches and you'll work on yourself, okay? <laughs> that is the, one of the most transformative things you'll ever do to work on yourself, okay? And by the way, I've got to work on myself. You have 112 waking hours a week if you sleep eight hours a night, right? I work with, like, with, with some really, really busy and successful people. You have time. You need a couple of hours a week for that, you know? You definitely have time. So it's not that they need to love themselves more. It's that they need to learn the process. They need to expose themselves. You're absolutely right. But what does it mean? It means setting boundaries, understanding who I am, what do I want, like what are my must-haves, what are my nice-to-haves, and what are my deal-breakers in a relationship? And you get that partially by reflection, but also really putting yourself out there and seeking a lot of contact. And one thing that I always emphasize is you have to have a strong network of other men because one of the biggest mistakes guys make is they jump into a relationship with a girl and then they completely isolate themselves. And that can never, ever happen because you always have to have a variety of people who meet your need for love and connection. And for most men, that's going to be men, right? Like most of the time, not always, but you need that. Most men like a support network of other men who've got this stuff figured out, you know? I wasn't even thinking that. I'm so glad you brought that up. And it, does that mean it has to be other men that are single too, or could they be married or in relationships? It, it, does it matter or is it just close guy friends? It, it can be both, right? It's, it, it would be good to have some single friends so you can go together. You don't have to. You can go by yourself. That's no problem at all. If they're married, see, here's the thing. This is going to uh, annoy some people. Most <laughs> men have no idea what they're talking about. In my experience, most men think they're good at two things. They're good at, they think they're good at fighting and they think they're good at meeting women. And most of them aren't at either. <laughs> you know, it's like I used to teach karate at my university. I trained six times a week for six years. You know, I can tell you most, and I'm not a professional fighter, but I get above average skills. 
And uh, I can tell you, put a pair of boxing gloves on them. They don't know what they're doing. And they look really, really, really bad real quick. And when it comes to women, they just, they have all kinds of excuses. Most men have no idea. Most men who are married have no idea. They got there by accident. They're not able to replicate that success. They haven't been able to develop that skill set. Absolutely and utterly not. It's chance. And then if you listen to most people, it's like, look, would you, if your knee was broken, would you ask your friend John to perform surgery on your knee? Most likely not. Why? You're probably not going to walk again. Yeah, but John, he has two pairs of knees. So you must know what he's talking about. No. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't, right? He, hap- he stumbled on that by accident. So ideally get somebody who's married, but in a really good relationship, but they look happy. No, 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 most likely not. But there's different things. So ideally find somebody who's, got, like, who's good at this, find somebody in your environment or online or wherever, right? But find somebody who's good at it. But then also in terms of just having men, you can have men who are not amazing at dating, who have like an average relationship, but they can still be a support network for you. You know, they can still be there and not support. So you can go cry on the shoulder the whole time. Just a ground. You're just having them in your life, right? Be that online, but ideally in your local, in your locality, where you see them in proximity, you really, you spend time with them. That grounds you as a man. Always. You need that. And you need time that you spend, like, obviously, like your, your wife at some point is probably going to be the most important person in your life, but you need to spend time with just those men where it's, it's your life together, her life, and your life separately. And you have to separate those. You're a separate being. And most men completely, completely conflate those. I, I, I was so curious to hear, but you already answered it. If you mean, you know, if you're married or, or let's say in your situation, your girlfriend is Fernanda, right? Yeah. So do you introduce Fernanda to this group of guy friends that you speak of? Does she know them? Or is it like you tell her, I'm going out with the guys tonight, and she doesn't really communicate with that group? No, it's both. They, she knows all of them. Like, she knows all of them. Like, they know each other very well. For the last two and a half years, they've been, they've been meeting, like, for, right from the beginning. Right? She met them from, from the beginning. Actually, when I met her, I was with one of my best friends was also when you when you talk about sex so something like for example like a month or two ago we did a sex seminar just for the clients right and with one of my, like talking about things in detail technique blah blah because a lot of guys struggle with that you know and so he and i we were in a nightclub now this guy looks a little bit like jesus he has like long flowing <laughs> black hair he's from ecuador like that's really good so i was i'm out there out with him like two and a half years ago we're going through a nightclub we're doing a thing right <laughs> and i see a girl looking over and I'm like, oh, she must be looking at me. So I'm like, by the way, for men listening to this, you never ever need to wait for a signal for her to go and say hi. The fact that she exists is enough for you to approach. Like, <laughs> if she's not into you, respect that. I was like, she looked at me. I need a signal. No, you don't. You just go and do it, right? You just do stuff. <laughs> then I talk to her. We make things happen. We like things evolve, right? And I end up in a relationship with her. And then like half a year later, or a year later, or so I find out that she wasn't actually looking at me. She was looking at my effing friend's hair. <laughs> to, to think that she could have ended up with him is hilarious i question my existence every day when i wake up it's like it's the first doubtful thought in the morning is like oh no ah oh no you know <laughs> but yeah 100 so she met him right from the beginning the interesting thing was when i spoke to her jonathan was actually there and he was with her sister she met all of them right away but there's times where for example tomorrow i'm gonna meet one of my best friends in munich and like, I'm going to go there by myself. And I was actually thinking, I was having this conversation with her. I would love to have her there. I make the same mistake. I'm like, yeah, come with me. Because I know it would be amazing. But I know for myself, because I've now spent a significant amount of time with her for like the last three, four weeks, I need some time where it's just going to be with men. A male exchange of energy. It's not because I wouldn't enjoy it if she was there. I absolutely would. And I, she spent time with me and that person that we're going to meet tomorrow. And we've had fun nights together. 
But they also, you have to discipline yourself. The conversations are different. The exchange of energy is different. You need that pure male energy. And then you have times where you mix it. So ideally both. Oh, that's such a great, I love how you put that together. And by the way, I love Munich too. I'm kind of jealous you're going to be in Munich tomorrow. That's a fun city right there. So I hope you, I know you'll enjoy yourself. Uh, okay. I want to be respectful of your time. You have like a couple more minutes. Sure, absolutely. We'll wrap up here in a second. So you were talking about, you know, meeting women. You don't have, I love how you said you don't have to wait for them to look over. The fact that they exist is enough. Is there a place that you would say is the best place, not the best place, but good places to meet women as far as in a, in a social gathering or is it online? Do you suggest a certain app to people or, you know, is there, is there a favorite method that you have? Anywhere. Um, online, you can meet them online, Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, Match.com, you know, download the premium versions, make sure you get good pictures, do all of that. But um, also in real life, it's anywhere. You can go to bars and nightclubs, you don't have to. You can go to shopping malls, you can go to the gym. One thing you shouldn't do is just rely on your existing social circle. A lot of men are like, oh, there's the influx of new women in my current social circle isn't high enough. Therefore, I couldn't find anybody. What are you even talking about? You know, no, you don't rely on your current social circle. Yes, it can be great. And you should know how to tap into that. But just go to shopping malls, go to bars and nightclubs, go to the gym, go to the golf course. Anywhere, anywhere where there's women, Florida Beach, where, wherever, where are you located? Where are you based? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, okay, wherever, right? Like in the shopping malls there in, in Pittsburgh, right? Wherever there's women, you've got to learn to approach, be it a Starbucks, be it a McDonald's, just got to make, make it happen. Now, communication is a little bit different. The way you communicate in the nightclub is a lot more fun based and a lot more silly and crazy than just during the day. You know, that's a lot more like calm and chilled out, but you should be able to do that anywhere. I personally like bars and nightclubs. I know plenty of my clients, they don't, so they don't ever have to go. It's a place worth mastering because a lot of people have a very negative view of bars and nightclubs. By the way, when I, I forbid my clients to drink alcohol when they go out. I love that. I don't drink either. I love Amazing. that you do that. Awesome. And I don't think a lot of guys, it would be too intrusive to say to never drink alcohol. But I say, when you go out, don't drink because you only drink for one of three reasons. One, you want liquid confidence. Second, you want a positive mental emotional state. Three, you want to be able to hug your boys and later on tell everybody that it was the alcohol. You can do all of those without it. You can do all of those without it. And let me tell you something, being able to master your mental and emotional state and not get caught in your head after a couple of rejections from 9pm to 3am in the morning is a skill set, you know, and the nightclub is basically us as human beings thousands of years ago dancing around the fire. It's a very ritualistic place. People think it's just idiots going there. No, no, no. You go there because you're logical for 40, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. You're in your logical brain, especially if you're German, <laughs> right? Or especially if you're a man, for that matter, right? <laughs> then you're, you want a time where you can just let loose and get out of your head and into your body, as Elliot would say. Elliot Hall's right. Getting out of your head into your body. You just want to let loose. And most people sadly think they need drugs for that. I think they're just confused. They just haven't, oh, I can't have fun without alcohol. No, you're a, yeah, you're just, you know, like, yeah. try it. You know, try it. You really can. You really I know. can. Like the bars and nightclubs are amazing. Shopping malls are amazing. Wherever, right? By the way, how did humanity get to the point where we are? Chances are your great-great-grandfather approached your great-great-grandmother. He didn't have Tinder. You know, maybe he was introduced through the social circle because everything <laughs> was slightly a little closer knit, but he probably eventually took the step. So I'd encourage you to do the same. Man, you got me wanting to go out there and just introduce myself to 100 women, man. 
this is the last question just because it, you're on the topic and I love this. When you say, David, when you say get approaches, are you just saying talk to as many women as you can just so you get more comfortable speaking and introducing yourself to them? Yeah. And for a lot of people, it has to be done in a uh, progressive way. So like there's something called progressive desensitization for a lot of men. They do walking up to her. No, excuse me, the seconds. You're really cute. So I had to come and say, hi, my name is David. Who are you? Is subjectively too much because subjectivity is real. Now, I can tell them all day long that that doesn't matter. And maybe that particular reframe works. But a reframe is just one way and maybe it doesn't work. So the way you do it is you can simply, if that's too much for you, you can just walk up, pretend your phone is dead and ask for the time. You can ask for directions. You can walk up, give a compliment, walk away. You can build it very, 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 very gradually, step by step by step. So it's challenging, but not overwhelming, right? We all in the comfort zone. We do something that's more difficult. We get into the zone of challenge or growth. We do something that's even more difficult. We get into the zone of overwhelm. And in the zone of overwhelm, there's so much adrenaline, cortisol, we're just overwhelmed. It's too much. We can't function. So you want to be challenged, but not overwhelmed. So depending on where you're at, do it gradually, step by step by step, and then success is almost guaranteed. It's good to learn how to do it. There's free resources, there's paid resources, do whatever you need to do to figure it out wherever people are at. But really do it. It's worth doing because I believe most men, less than 10% of men really figure this stuff out, you know, and it's just a skill set. It's just a learnable skill set. Yeah, but putting yourself out and getting more comfortable with even being rejected, realizing that it means nothing because that's what we're really, really, really afraid of is absolutely worthwhile. I totally agree. Oh my goodness. I love this, man. I'm just so excited you hopped on all the way from Germany. This was an incredible conversation. I think I agree with basically everything that you're saying. I learned a ton. I hope the listeners learned a ton. Uh, David, where can people go? Where can listeners go? And I'll, I'll put this in the show notes too, to connect with you, take one of your online classes, maybe even work with you one-on-one. Where can people reach out to you? Yeah, so we're on TikTok. We have over 300,000 people following us on TikTok, 30,000 people on Instagram, uh, YouTube as well. So just my name, David Mason on YouTube, the website, Instagram, you can consume a lot of free stuff there. If you want it, they can apply for a free initial consultation call. Have a look at all the stuff we put out first and see if you vibe with it, because I know very well that the vibe I put out, some love, some hate, which is good, you know? So it's, uh, so uh, yeah, take a look at that and see if, if people vibe with that. Man, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Really enjoyed it. Like you have amazing energy, man. You really, really have. And it's very warm. It, it, comes, it comes from a very, very warm place. I think one thing, just maybe a little side note, if I might add that. One of the things that I tell men to look for in other men, as well as women, the number one thing is warmth. Um, you know when people talk about high quality men, right? Have you heard that? It's like, and I like, it's, and it's, I've heard it's that, a cool yeah. term in one way. Um, but I think the most important characteristic is warm. Like, does that person have warm energy, you know? And we all get grumpy at times. That's fine. It's called being a man, you know? But, like, does that person overall have a warm intention and a giving intention? And, man, I think you, you really have really, really good energy. So, like, thank you so much. Hey, I, that means a lot that you said that. I appreciate you. And whenever you make your way to Pittsburgh, PA, <laughs> look do. me up, brother. We'll, we'll be hanging sure, out. Man. Hey, I, thanks again. Uh, and everybody for listening and watching David, this has been a blast. You taught me a lot in just the quick half an hour here. So thanks again, my friend. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you all in one week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, 
I am watching you. <laughs> Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker. At Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks, and I love you so much. Oh, 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 oh,